Can I podcast for single women considering solo motherhood by donor conception. I'm your host, solo mum and life coach Mel Johnson, and every week I'll be asking my guests their view on dating, relationships, societal pressure, and how to make the final decision that solo motherhood is the right path for you. In today's episode, I meet Nicholas Lawson, a freelance journalist and the founder of the Single Supplement Newsletter. Nicola is passionate about changing the narrative around being a single woman and created the newsletter as an opportunity to write a more balanced view on the subject. Nicola isn't a solo mum herself, but it is something she's starting to consider for the future. Hi, and welcome to the Stalk and I podcast. Thank you so much for saying that you'll um, be a guest. I'm super excited to get to all the details of the questions. Nicola, let me just quickly introduce you. I've written down that you are a news, culture and social affairs journalist. So I think that makes you sound super important. Um, (laughs) And um, how I know you is that you have um, your own newsletter, The Single Supplements, which I subscribe to and I love. So I definitely want to talk all about that. Um, So yeah, do you want to just give yourself a quick introduction? Yeah, sure. Um, So uh, my name's Nicola. I'm a freelance journalist and I write mainly for The Guardian, The Evening Standard, Positive News. I write about news, uh, like you said, but I'm trying to write more about um, human stories and life stories um, because that's what I'm interested in. And also the news is quite depressing. (laughs) So for the last sort of eight months, I've been sort of um, moving towards more lifestyle sort of journalism and personal essay writing and opinion writing and one of the ways that I've been doing that is um, with my newsletter the single supplement which I started in October last year on my birthday it was my birthday present to myself amazing because <laughs> uh, you should always buy yourself a birthday present if you're single I, I buy myself loads actually so <laughs> that was not the only thing I got yeah and it's for it's for single women um and it was it was because I was just getting fed up of all the content out there for single women it just felt really patronizing and um not empowering at all and it just assumed you were everyone was miserable and desperate um and it, or it was all about dating or I'd get annoyed with articles that sort of um gave top tips and it was all about your significant other as if everyone reading it had a partner Um, So that really annoyed me. (laughs) So I just decided to start my own. And it was also a way of me starting to write more personal uh, style writing. So it's been, yeah, it's been amazing. I've loved it. Loved it. I've met loads of people like yourself. I was was just going to say, so do you then interact with loads of people to produce it? So um, I started just myself um, and then I launched a Facebook group in the... Oh, I think it was February. And at first there was, you know, a few hundred people in there. Um, And then uh, the pandemic hit and it just exploded, Uh, partly because I mentioned it. I wrote an article about how coronavirus made me feel more single than ever um, for Refinery29. And it went a bit viral um, and was picked up. I mean, I've got members now in the group who are from India, Canada, US, uh, Sweden. Um, 
So sometimes I've had, I have like weekly Zoom hangouts um, just to like hang out with other people who are single and feel the same way as I do. And sometimes I'll run ideas past the the newsletter. So I'll be like, I wrote one on decision-making recently and whether it's harder to make decisions when you're on your own Mm. or easy with a partner. And Mm. I just said that I've been thinking about it and what do you think? And they were like, oh, that's such a good topic. And then gave me a few more ideas. So I haven't really um done much of that but I've just started and also I've just started doing Q&As now so uh and also on uh this week I'll have a guest writer for the first time so Mm -hmm. I'm starting to try and make it a bit of a bigger thing a platform so it's not just all about me um although I love writing it so I I probably will miss it on Saturday when I won't write it but (laughs) um but also I wanted to make sure that it's um I'm bringing in different perspectives yeah. and different voices because obviously I can only speak of my own experience. I'm 35, single, uh, white, uh, straight, um, and I'm a journalist. So I'm in the media bubble kind of thing. So um, there's a lot of a lot of people probably similar to me, but there's a lot of people who are not, and they want to hear their stories um, as well. So. Um, so yeah I'm just starting that so it's because it's getting bigger now so um, <laughs> I'm trying to make something of it because I just yeah. love it and, and I think it's so important because I I've done the same I've got two two sort of coronavirus lockdown groups so I've got the solo mum group um, so we have a call every Wednesday with the solo mums who again are just like all going through the same thing and you get together and you're like yes that's exactly how I feel and feel like a real sense of community Um, and then actually I just have my single friends group as well because it's just been different being locked down when you're single than it is if you're married yeah 100% and I think that that's one of the best things about the newsletter is that I get emails um, from people after I've written it and they'll be like oh you know it it felt like you'd just gone inside my head and you'd read my mind and that's the most powerful thing for me because that's how because I, I always I've always loved like opinion pieces and personal writing and memoir and I love that feeling when you really relate um so in the group it's more direct because I can talk straight to them it's not just them emailing me plus they they all talk to each other and yeah I think in the first few weeks um just everyone was introducing themselves and then people were saying oh I feel exactly the same or you're not alone or it's hard isn't it or you know I'm worried about that too and um and that was just amazing to see like really it just like the groups come into its own it's not just about me sort of Mm. desperately trying to start a conversation anymore they just talk to each other so yeah we've got exactly the same on the stalk and my mum tribe group it's um you learn so much from other people and I've learned so much because the same I've got my experience and I've got the experiences that my coaching clients tell me about but it's great to hear everybody's perspective and experience and, yeah. and learn from each other and just feel like you're in it together you know it's it's yeah. nice to have that community yeah it's lovely Amazing. So, um, so then talking a bit about you, the Stalk and I podcast is the idea for series one is to support people who are thinking of 
or they're considering solar motherhood or they want to find out more about it um many of the people who contact me are dating and they're saying i mean probably the most common phrase i hear is i'm just going to give it another six months to see if i can meet someone um and so i i'm recording this podcast to try to help people um just hear about other people's experience, understand that they're not alone. There's loads of people who feel like this. Um, what's your experiences just with the date dating? Yeah. Um, so I've been single now, I think for uh, eight years or seven years. I just lost count. I think it's seven actually. And I mean, I've had um, sort of short relationships in that time, but like I haven't had a proper proper boyfriend um for a long time and before that I had several disastrous relationships um, <laughs> so I basically took myself off the market in uh yeah it was like 2013 I was like right that's it I just need some time on my own to figure things out and learn to stand on my own two feet um and yeah just feel more confident and also just figure figure things out a little bit because um, I realised that perhaps I was the commitment phobe because I was always going for people who um, who were commitment phobes and I sort of realised that actually I was choosing those people because I was a commitment phobe. I did this um, Myers-Briggs test. <laughs> I know a lot of people say it's not, you know, it's not true or whatever. Oh no, I love Myers-Briggs. Oh good, yeah, I love it. I read it and I was like... It's exactly I me. I couldn't believe it. It was Same. exactly. And one of the things it said was you something about trouble with commitment um and mm. you get distracted easily and like yeah <laughs> and I was like oh my god and at the same time I watched this documentary by a woman in South America who was a bit like me because um I traveled quite a lot and she talked about how she made families abroad um and it was all really intense and she loved that feeling of like meeting people and then becoming like this sort of family because she was she was a filmmaker so she went all over the world and she was talking about how she tried to settle down all the time tried to get a boyfriend because in her culture it was like a problem that she was single for her family and stuff and she wondered what yeah why all her friends were getting married and finding it all so easy but at the same time she didn't want to be like tied down because she had this like really adventurous spirit and I was like oh my god again it was like this was like somebody like inside my brain I was like and that's when I had this like epiphany and I was like oh I'm just not ready yet so I yeah took myself to the market and then after a few years I was feeling much more confident I had some therapy which I advocate for um and done a lot of self-work a lot I mean I did so much I listed all the things I did once and it was just ridiculous but um like hypnotherapy and loads of yoga workshops and uh, loads of stuff. It's brilliant um, though. Yeah, I loved, I mean, I loved it. I mean, I did get exhausted because after a while I was like, okay, I've had like an epiphany every week about myself. <laughs> I need to <laughs> yeah, uh, chill out. Um, and then I sort of wanted to find somebody and I just found it really difficult, partly because I am a journalist, I work long hours at the time I was really trying to get my career off the ground and it meant saying yes to every shift at the time I was like mainly working at the Guardian and you know if the editor at the Guardian asked you to work that night because they're desperate you just don't want to say no because like it was my dream to work there mm. so I didn't have that much time for dating and then I just always end up 
calling for somebody I'm friends with who'd messed me around. It was just the same old story. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so then I sort of started feeling a bit miserable about being single probably a few years ago, like really down about it. And I didn't really tell my friends. And then last year, got my heart broken by somebody. And, uh, <laughs> and that's when I was like looking for things to read that sort of explained how I felt. And that's when I was like, there's nothing out here. <laughs> rubbish yeah. so that's where that's actually was the motivator to start the newsletter so yeah I don't I actually never went on a date an official date via a dating app when I was in London I was in London for seven years so yeah. um I just didn't have any luck on the dating apps I just find that I meet people in real life and they get to know me and then they fancy me and on the apps even though I'm a writer you would expect me to be good at this but I just am really bad at like the chat and also I just can't be bothered like I just lose interest mm. I'm not that good at that kind of thing which obviously um given the current situation means it's a bit difficult um but I really relate to what you were saying earlier because I do want to be a mum um and I sort of said this year right this is it I'm going to try and sort of find somebody and then the situations happen so um so that's put that on hold um so I have started to think much more seriously about um going down the route that you did um I did do some research a few years ago and it really made me feel better about life <laughs> I think just um knowing you've got options is really exactly yeah I was feeling really down about it and also I just didn't at the time didn't even feel ready to find somebody because at the time that I was feeling yeah quite low and but I thought I'll just have to settle and it's that horrible feeling that yeah, yeah you have to settle and and so I just I was actually on a shift at the Guardian and I'm like it was a, a slow night and I just started doing some research like googling um and I came across um I don't know her surname actually, but her name's Liv and she's lives alone on yeah. um, Instagram. She's yeah. got a son called Herb. Yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I read her blog um, uh, on Mother of All Lists and I was like, oh my God. And then I just read loads of stuff about it and yeah. I, felt, I felt actually really empowered. I remember telling my friend, like, I'm seriously considering this. And they were a bit shocked, but I felt, I said, I'm not going to do it yet, but I feel really like, liberated because it's like okay there's an option there for me that I could actually see myself doing and it means I wouldn't have to rush um because I hope obviously to find someone eventually but um but then I'd I'd prefer to find someone right but then you're, you're a woman <laughs> so yeah you have this uh, biological clock unfortunately honestly men do not know how lucky they are <laughs> Well, it's, it's so interesting um, sort of delving into this a bit more. And I, I suppose you have a nice insight into it um, because you've got a group of people who are all single and dating. But people used to say to me, do you feel pressure from society um, to meet someone? And I said, no, I used to say no. Um, because in my mind, I felt pressure from biology, not from society. But on reflection, um, I felt pressure from society because I thought I had to meet a guy to have a baby or yeah. get married, have a baby in that order yes. because that's what everyone does. And that's what happiness is portrayed as in the media and films and books. Um, so on reflection, actually, yeah. 
the, the, the 35, the imaginary sort of number that you have, um, it, that wasn't giving me pressure because I could decide to do it on my own, but it was that that was um, making me feel pressure because I, the, there aren't or weren't many people then no, doing yeah. it, but it's got a lot more. It has, hasn't it? Yeah. Matt, I mean, that was a few years ago and I just came across, yeah, Liv. Um, and then since then, yeah, I've seen more articles about it and, um, and yeah, I've obviously come across you and there's books as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been really, it's good actually. I think it's great. Um, I just interviewed, uh, Genevieve Roberts. Um, yeah, yeah he wrote the book Going Solo. Yeah. Um, she sent, she actually messaged me about my newsletter a few, like earlier in the year. And I just said, oh, um, you know, I actually am looking, I'd love to be a mum or something like that. I just mentioned it in passing. And she said, oh, please let me send you the book. So it's really oh. sweet of her. And, and also I wrote an article for the I newspaper where I interviewed um, three case studies who were people like me who were thinking about it because they were in that position but it was before they'd made the decision because yeah. I felt like there was quite a lot of articles then afterwards but not yeah. uh, not that many where you're in that bit in the middle which is why this is a cool conversation to have and that's it and that's exactly why I wanted to have series one of the podcast really at the beginning which is the stage of is this the right decision for me and it's why I think it's really good to explore more what society says and why people struggle so much to make that decision um because did you have a view of how you thought your life would play out yeah i mean i had a boyfriend when i was like 16 to 21 20 it was a quite a long relationship and yeah um i just thought yeah he, he i was gonna marry him soon after university uh and straight away we would yeah have children we talked about our kids all the time wow <laughs> but I suppose even younger than that just as a child um I, I grew up catholic so it's kind of drummed into you <laughs> as well um so I think that probably had an effect and just hearing stories about you know oh she's um divorced or you know like people would it was back sort of in the 90s where I guess it was still there's still quite a lot of stigma about people doing things differently but yeah then I had this boyfriend and we were absolutely convinced that, and then we thought we'd definitely do in that you know that perfect order but I wanted to go traveling and that was where we ended up breaking up because I was like I feel like we need to explore who we are as people before before we do that so we broke up in order to get back together after we'd sort of found ourselves which is so funny when I went traveling, when I, w I went to live abroad when I was like 24, 25, I think I realized then that I was probably doing things a bit differently, but I still assumed by maybe 30. Yeah. I thought, oh, I'll just do it later. Um, and yes, yeah, so I thought maybe it'd be by 30 sort of then. Um, Cause I was like, oh, well, I'm going to be living abroad and I really got into it. Um, and then I think I got really low. Oh yeah, I remember now. It was when I was 31. Everyone says it's 30 where you have a bit of a breakdown, but for me it was 31. Um, right. I think 30, I was just so relieved to like survive my 20s. Um, and also because you get a big party when you're 30. 31, I was like, I remember being so upset because um, I thought nobody was going to buy me a birthday cake because I was like, that's something like a boyfriend would do. 
um and then I turned up at this roast dinner that I'd organized this my favorite pub for my birthday and my cousin had bought me a birthday cake and I just burst into tears. um so yeah I think when I was 31 that's when I really felt really single and not that okay with it um but I think it is it is about the little things that you see even the way single women are portrayed as well like you know Bridget Jones kind of drinking and eating loads of food and looking desperate and then obviously from childhood as well all the books that you read all yeah. the fairy tales it's always the guy meets the girl and even in literature now I can't think of that many examples where the lead woman ends up just on her own no happily on her own yeah happily on her own. not happily ever after that yeah. she's kicking ass on her own yeah I can't I did a thing like a twitter thing to ask for recommendations and I bought some of the books so I am going to go through them but I'm I'm pretty sure that a lot of them don't end up they might be happily single at some point, but not that many people. Um, yeah. And I think we've talked before about Wild. Even yes. Wild. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so sad because it, she's amazing and it's a brilliant film. And it's based on a true story. Yeah. So they, I suppose they are saying what happened. But, but yeah. it, I just felt like it didn't need to be said. So it's about... Um, a woman who does this amazing trek on her own she digs so deep it's so empowering yeah, it's so really powerful hard hike <laughs> hardcore but Hundreds it was literally miles. like the last sentence was she got married and had two children and yeah I was like no <laughs> the thing is it happened that's it that has happened yeah I know it's, yeah I don't think they but, needed to put it in in the thing it's a shame yeah even films that are fiction though they might have like a really empowered woman but always the last scene is them kissing or yeah yeah that idea of happily ever after when reality you know I've not been married myself but my friends who are married yes the day is very happy and you know it's it's the bit you know you might have the big white wedding if you go for that and even the having the baby part with your partner it, that doesn't end because then you've got to raise them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then, you know, the divorce rate is obviously really high. There's all sorts of different families now, like blended families. Um, so I think it's seeping more into society's consciousness, if you like, mm-hmm. that actually things don't have to be done that way yeah and I think (laughs) yeah something you said um is something that we really focus on in the choosing solo course that I run so um you said I was really upset because I thought that a partner would buy me a birthday cake they're the sorts of things that I think are entrenched in our minds about what a partner, a fantasy partner would do yeah. or should do. Um, and I was stopping appreciating all the amazing things other people were doing for me or yeah. I, that I had and focusing on just the things that I thought my imaginary partner should be doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like, yeah, I got completely fixated on it. And also, yeah, when you see your friends boyfriends buy them really nice presents and then like I woke up on my own on my 31st birthday and that was the first birthday where I was like I actually messaged a friend who um is in a relationship now but she was long-term single well you know well into her mid-30s um and so she's a bit older than me and so I messaged her and just said I'm feeling really 
really low about my birthday. Like, yeah, I don't want to wake up on my own. And I didn't tell her about the birthday cake things. I hadn't told, I thought it sounds a bit spoiled of me. Like I want big, I didn't even want any cake would do. Like, <laughs> it's, not, it's not about it the yeah. cake, it's about the gesture. Yeah, exactly. And someone, yeah, surprising you. And Thinking then it was my cousin. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, it was ended up being a great day. And I was like, oh, that was actually really good. Um, and I think that probably raised my confidence a bit. Because then I was like, you know what? I could enjoy that day even though I was dreading it. I'm now in Shropshire at my parents' house. And I've wanted to move back to Shropshire for a long time. But in my head, I was like, oh, I'll move back to Shropshire when I settle down. And I'm not going to settle down until I find a partner. And then I would have had to persuade them to move to Shropshire. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking, really. We, should... we plan the whole future, yeah, map it out in our head. I'll meet someone. It will be amazing. They'll fall in love with Shropshire and definitely want to leave London. Um, and we'll settle down in Shropshire. And it's like, why don't I just move to Shropshire if I want to find somebody here? Or just, you know, and I put off doing things. And that's another thing with the newsletter. Like, I just want people to not put their life on pause. Yeah. On hold, just because they've got this idea in their head of how it's meant to turn out. So I think people do do that. And I definitely have um that's um, another key thing we cover on my course how to make the most of this moment mm. not just waiting for when something in the future happens because there's always going to be something in the future that yeah. you're waiting for um but it but it, i think um again as a society we are quite we, we're not great at living in the moment, in the yeah. present. I think a lot of people live in the future. It's something I'm really trying to get better at, actually. Yeah, I just thought, like, actually, day to day, I'm quite happy. I do some really cool stuff. I've got an amazing, fulfilling job. I've got amazing friends. Why do I feel like, yeah, my life's on hold because I haven't got this one part of it when actually I've got, like, a really full life? um that I should, yeah, should be just enjoying in the moment um and I think that that is that has to come from like society and okay. things that you see on tv and and all the films and books and articles I think journalists have a lot to answer for um and actually since I've started the newsletter I feel like there's been more articles because I do know a lot of journalists so <laughs> I like to take a small little bit of credit for that but um, Brilliant. all the interviews with women like celebrity women for example will focus on their love lives and you know poor well, I think it's like yeah, Jennifer Aniston Kylie Minogue you know super super successful women they both look like they've got amazing friendship groups yes. um you know amazing fulfilling lives amazing jobs but all we care about is their yeah. relationship status or their and then it's their like mothers. yeah and they're like unlucky in love and it's like well, actually, maybe they've had some really amazing sh but short relationships. And why don't we put any value on those short but amazing relationships? Why do we only place value on one that lasts for a really long time? Who's decided that's what means it's a successful relationship? Where you might have a beautiful, amazing, short relationship that changes you, completely changes you. And uh, I don't know, shifts your perspective and like, yeah, changes your life. And you end amicably and you know these do happen uh, these kind of relationships yeah. and um and then you have you compare that to a relationship which you know lots of people in relationships obviously are happy but lots of them are not that happy but we only think 
you're missing out on the happy bit. <laughs> I think that that's so true. So I know some people who have got amazing relationships and, and then people less amazing. But again, I, I, I think we've just been led to believe that being in a relationship is the goal. That's what we need to try to achieve. It's not about the, they don't talk so much about the quality of the relationship and how you feel about being in the relationship and what you get from it. It's just getting one that people seem to focus on. And then, um, and even, I I just feel as well differently about breakups. When people break up with people, I'm like, okay, well, that obviously wasn't right. And, you know, it's not right for them. Whereas some people are like, so sad they broke up uh, I told a story about somebody I, I kind of live with who moved in with a boyfriend and then it didn't work out and a friend of mine was like oh no that's awful and I was like is it actually though because it just didn't work out and now they're both free to be on their own move or move on um and so I just feel I feel a bit differently about and maybe it's because I've been single for so long I just mm. see things a little bit differently to other people mm. it's just not the all and end all for me even though I do know that like a fulfilling loving romantic relationship is great um and I yeah I would like that but um but I also don't want to compromise all the good things in my life yeah but I think what's important is separating out happiness and relationship so happiness it's not a direct link with having a relationship you can have it independently yes yes 100% and I feel like even my friends in relationships haven't quite some of them obviously like done loads of self-work and they're you know they're all you know they get that and some of them will just say things and I think it's not his job to make you happy like it's your job to make yourself happy and yeah and I think that's the same with being single as well so some people just never want to have a relationship they're happily single if you like um and I've got quite a few of them who who um I've come across since um I've sort of moved into this kind of space but then there are people like me who are happy and happen to be single like yeah that's there's two different you know that's why this single positivity I feel like people have misinterpreted lately there's been a few articles that have been negative about it and I'm like no we're just saying we can be happy and fulfilled and be single and we shouldn't be ashamed or feel like we should be miserable or be made to feel less than just because we're not currently in a relationship whereas there's some people who would say it's not even a stopgap for me you know it shouldn't be seen as a stopgap it's my life and I live I'm living it like this so I've learned loads in the last few months as well yeah yeah it's it's a fascinating subject and I think you know everyone comes at it from a slightly different view and of course most people come at it from their experience so um depending on you know i have people who are in really really strong relationships where they're a real team um and 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 imagine that they would think that it is better to be in a relationship than in single because they are in a great relationship so (laughs) yeah and you can and you can totally understand that then there's people who you see who have a very challenging relationship and then you think well 
maybe it would be better for you to be single. So I think different people's experience shapes it as well. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, if I'm going to have a relationship, I want a really good one, like where you feel quite solid and they feel like your best friend. Yeah, I've got friends who are like that with their partners, which I think is beautiful. And like, yeah. Um, it's almost based on yeah like that best friend kind of like yeah what we're in this together but yeah I'm just not willing to like compromise <laughs> yeah and so just with everything I mean you obviously have done a lot of um, you know reading and writing about um, being single and um, you know navigating your way around it what sort of have you got any tips that you would share with people I suppose the listeners of this podcast are are mainly people who want to have a baby Mm. um and they are choosing should I carry on dating or should I have a baby now I know that you can't necessarily give advice on the baby side of things but in terms of the dating have you got advice for people on that I would say that like first of all which is not really about dating but like however you're feeling is valid so you might be just feeling like you do do want a boyfriend and or a girlfriend you know and you just you know you feel really miserable when your friends post happy pictures and stuff and it's just okay like I think that I used to be like I can't acknowledge that I'm unhappy about it because I have to pretend to be happy all the time and actually I'm happier now that I've acknowledged that sometimes it gets me down so that's been a really big lesson for me and in terms of dating I just I think that uh, well probably I'm not the best person to answer because I'm not very good at dating but I think you just have to trust your gut I've definitely got better with that with age as well um just really thinking for example this guy last year I knew straight away he was trouble but did I trust like I just I knew it and actually I did pull back earlier than I would have done when I was younger because I would have just carried on like sort of chasing him like oh maybe I can fix him or something I've sort of learned to yeah really trust my instinct like listen to those red flags and uh, and also listen to your friends that know you really well and are not your yes people because you have friends who are just always cheerleading and supporting and they just say yes to everything you say because they're just like want to be supportive but then you've got I don't don't know if everyone has this but I certainly do I have friends who are just telling me straight Mm, (laughs) if they say no this guy is then it's just like out the door I think for me in terms of um like yeah the six months longer like that's the bit I'm in at the moment like what should Mm. I do what I have thought about is the fact that um just because you you decide to go down a single uh by choice route um that doesn't mean that's it for you like you're only going to be a single mum for the rest of your life because yeah. change and people meet people at all different uh, ages and steps in life and if you think about yeah all the step families and blended families out there um as you get older people probably might have they might have their own kid um and and, oh and the other thing that I've started to do actually here's a dating tip I've actually started to be really honest on my on my dating yeah Um, because I used to hide it and actually one of the red flags with this guy last year was that he was like taking the piss out of sort of women who want kids kind of thing and I was like uh, why am I wasting my time sort of yeah and also I was like you're an idiot Um, (laughs) because he was just he he was instead of just asking me directly yeah how do you feel about you know being a parent he just was being like trying to go around the subject 
Um, so now, um, yeah, the dating apps, um, which I did just start going back on recently because uh, I've moved town. So I just wanted to yeah. see if it's different up here. Check out the local talents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just put on it, I've changed the settings on like, say, Bumble or whatever. So it definitely says yeah. I definitely do want children. And I display that. And also in the bio, on the bio, I've, I put on the bio for the lockdown, I was like, I'm looking for a lockdown romance. Because I just was like, I want them to know that I'm looking for like a proper thing, not just like a hookup. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what I've been doing lately. Um, and being, yeah, just being more open about what I actually am looking for. Because I think that as women, we're sort of told to keep ourselves small and not actually say what we want because we're trying to get the guy if you think about like that stupid book the rules um which i can't believe i read when i was younger mm. and it's it's all about like pretending not to be who you really are as a way to like capture the man and i just feel like uh, that's what i was doing a lot of i was just pretending i didn't want certain things when actually i did want a more serious relationship or yeah, yeah. Somebody... and if you can't be honest uh, is yeah, it really is it gonna be right yeah, <laughs> yeah what's the that... point and yeah and then that they're obviously not the right person for you so that's definitely something that I've learned as I got older um and I'm trying to put into practice now but at the same time I'm just kind of like I really enjoy my life but yeah I don't, uh, rock the boat because I feel like I've reached a stage with my sort of mental health and well-being where I've got like quite more stable and I know that when I meet somebody I always like the boat goes yeah and so yeah it's balancing up that as well like you sort of have to let yourself be more vulnerable at that point don't you and it's uncomfortable particularly when you have been single for a long time yeah definitely thank you for being so honest I think it's just um I really think it's really helpful and I get feedback from women to say it's just really nice to hear other women I'm sure there'll be people who reflect on what you said at the beginning and they're like I'm in exactly that situation and it's just nice to hear other people say yeah it's sometimes difficult and I don't know what to do and um yeah and I think that I am being more open I'm getting more confident about talking about these things and I'm realizing that yeah you're not alone and as soon as you say something like that and also I I kind of feel like I'm putting it out in the universe I want um and so I'm a strong believer of that you've got you've got to be honest you know what you want and yeah 100% yeah you just got to listen to yourself as well so oh amazing well thank you so much it's so lovely to chat to you Um, and I think if you haven't already anybody um out there listening the single supplements newsletter (laughs) I'll share details of how you sign up it is definitely a read where you think yes I feel like that as well um I've read so many of your articles and thought that Um, (laughs) so yeah um one definitely thank you so much for having me if you've enjoyed this episode of the stalk and i podcast i'd hugely appreciate if you rate review and subscribe i look forward to seeing you again next week